Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools. Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk. Sebo in the house, Debo in the house, episode 27. We finally come to the end of our MLB breakdown. But before we do that, what are you drinking, D? Oh, we're just in time with the game starting tomorrow, right? Woo! Went out and got myself some more progression. I'm drinking that Onward tonight. Looking good. I got it in the glass. Cute. Oh, yeah. And I have another Trillium beer. This is a sour, a daily serving, Berliner Weiss. And let me just, let me just put the color up there, man. Oh. That looks like a sour. It also looks like a nice like blueberry smoothie or something. I, listen, it's like grape juice. It's delicious. Sounds good. I'll have to try it. All right. Some sad news to report to start this podcast. Depends on who you are. As of today, Mookie Betts will no longer play for the Red Sox. I had held out hope. You did. I remember you saying that. I had held out hope that this was a one-year bump in the road, that he was going to come flying back to Boston, sign a long-term deal. But today, he signed a long-term deal starting next year with the Dodgers. 12 years, $365 million. The largest payout in a contract in Major League history. With this year included, it's 13 years, $392 million, which is second only to Mike Trout. Bro just got paid. He did get paid. I mean, he, you know, it's what he wanted to do. I, I don't remember what the offers were that the Red Sox put out. Do you, uh, 10, do you have numbers? 300. They came up short. They did come up short. They came up short. Um, I mean, there were a lot of people on Twitter saying the same thing, that they, uh, you know, sad day. They, they really thought this was just going to be, hey, let's trade him for a year and we'll come, we'll come back and get him. But, hey, that's what Red Sox, but, but listen, that's what Red Sox fans do. They think that everybody wants to play for the Red Sox. They think that everybody's going to come home, that everybody wants to come there because they're always going to win. I can't – I mean, that's exactly how I felt. I was out on Twitter, like, tweeting my heart out, like, he'll be back, he'll be back, it'll be great. He's not coming back. He Yikes. just got paid. Now, bunch of tax-free bonus money, I believe, and about $115 million in deferred money. That if he gets traded at any point during the contract, that money becomes current day money. They have to pay it out. Wow. So if he gets traded in year seven, he gets all the money, and then he gets another 115 mil? Spread over, over the rest of the years. I believe that's how it's going to work out. That's We're trying to figure all that out. Either it's way. Not, it's not a Bobby Bonilla deal, but it's, it's, it's a pretty darn good deal. What's crazy, this is, this is the first contract over $100 million that the Dodgers have given out. Under their new GM, who's was with the Rays, obviously the Dodgers have infinite amount of infinite amount of money, yeah. willing to spend. They now have the second or third best player in baseball locked in for the rest of his career. He should be in Boston. <laughs> it really sucks. But he's not. He's not, and it's disappointing because Boston has the money. He came up with them. They got nothing for him in trading for him, and I just I don't I don't understand how they, they didn't offer him a bigger contract, knowing he was going to get it on the on the market. I 
I'm, it, this isn't this isn't the time or the place for me. All right, to let's move on. But I will say it is very disappointing. Good for Mookie. Good for the Dodgers. Good for baseball. By the way, a lot of money being thrown around, given MLB owners complaining about how much they're not making. Yeah, I know this is future dollars, but and I believe that the first two years of the deal, the it's only seventeen and eighteen million per year. Um, so those salaries are going to skyrocket after that. They're assuming that, that baseball is going to get back to business. Staying with baseball. If this is a baseball podcast night. Yes, it is. last podcast, we talked about the, the Toronto Blue Jays and, and Canada's flex on them, not letting them play their home games. We talked about a couple of places. Buffalo ain't happening. Spring training, I don't think it's going to happen. But one of the places that seemed to make sense and that they were in conversations with was PNC Park in Pittsburgh. They agreed to the deal. It all looked like it was going to be good. And then the Pennsylvania Board of Health came in today and vetoed that shit. It ain't happening now, Doc. They don't have a place to play. And as you said, the season starts tomorrow. The season does start tomorrow. And this is really shitty for Blue Jays players. Fans. I mean, forget the fans. Like, at this point, like, what are they going to do? What I, I read something right before I came on that Camden Yards is looking like the next place. Yikes. I mean, I just read that Baltimore just shut down uh, restaurants for two weeks because COVID spiking. So inside, hey, inside restaurants, I believe. Inside, inside restaurants. But even still, right. I mean, there's obviously some spikes, so it's a little nerve wracking. You got to feel for these players. I mean, are they just going to play all their games on the road at this point? I mean, I feel bad for them, but like. They're getting paid, right? They're going to get I mean, paid millions of dollars. They're going to be all right. But I mean. It's their choice to play. I mean. They have to. They have to figure this out quick, right? Because the season starts tomorrow. I know it's only the uh, the Yankees and Nats, but they, they have to figure it out. I mean, you yeah. have to – they need to play – I mean, I, I think they're, uh, they're starting with Boston in Boston, so they have a couple of days, but they they got to figure it out quick. I, and I'll say this. When I first read it, I was like, it's a little weird. Why would they do that? But this is – when you realize that like, and again, I, I feel like I've talked about this as like a huge sports fan. I'm always like, I always feel that sports is like the biggest thing in the world. Right. And this is one of those moments where you realize it's not the biggest thing in the world. And the state of Pennsylvania was basically like, yeah, we probably already don't feel good about the pirates coming in and out and all these teams coming in and out. We don't want to do that twice. Basically what you're saying in this situation is that every day during this season, there's going to be a team coming in and out of, of, well, and then add Philadelphia into it. Right, right. But I'm just thinking, like, in you figured West. that these teams had time to clean, clean, you know, wipe these places down, clean them, sterilize them before the next series. Now, Pittsburgh leaves and Toronto's going to be coming in on their heels, right? And so, yeah. and again, that's not the, the state of Pennsylvania's job to clean that, right? I'm right. sure Toronto was going to be paying up for that. But, like, I think they're just like let's, like, let's make sure we prevent an outbreak, a potential outbreak, by not having these extra folks coming to town. And I, it frustrates me a little bit, but I completely understand it. I agree. You know, it's just one of those things where, yeah, I feel bad for the Blue Jays. I feel bad for whoever's got to manage their travel for the next two months. But, like, it's just one of those situations you can't control. Well, it makes you think uh, maybe they're not so, so tough and maybe some of the uh, NL East, their records go up because they're traveling. Well – also, I'm just thinking out the box here. Shouldn't they have gotten, like, the approval of the health department in Pennsylvania before they did this? I mean, we, we, we've 
gotten through waiting. NFL's waited too long. Major League Baseball almost didn't have a season. Not I, for some reason, I guess this isn't number one priority to actually have a place for them to play. And I, and, you know, Major League Baseball should probably step in. It probably shouldn't be on just Toronto at this point. Yeah. But um, I guess we will find out. All right, let's do it. It's the AL East. Last one. Easily the best division in baseball. It's got the best team in baseball. Um, the Yankees and the, the Rays and the Jays. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's dive right in. Why do we have uh, to start with the worst team in the division? Like, it's painful. <laughs> it's painfully right. bad. Give me, give me your Baltimore Orioles player to watch. Do I have to? This is what we've done, D. You got it. I got you. Um, Hanser Alberto. You know, he uh, it, before he went to Baltimore, he, he only had 182 at-bats in the majors. He was under 200, his average, for those 182 at-bats. Last year, he became a starter and broke out. 305 average, 12 home runs. In those 525 at-bats, he only had 50 strikeouts, so he's putting contact on the ball. Problem is he also only had 20 walks in those 524 at-bats. So his 305 average was only a 324 on-base percentage. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great, but, hey, he's hitting the ball. He's making contact. Um, I'm just going to look to see if he's going to keep the breakout going. That, that's the best I can do. I mean, I'm cheating. I'm going Trey Mancini. I know he's not playing this year, but he's my guy to watch because I'm going to watch him – you know, make it through this this battle with cancer. He's got six months of chemo that he's going through just to make sure the cancer is gone. Yeah, he's their, you know, either their future or their next best trade chip that they have. Yeah, um, and so you know, I wish him a speedy recovery. He's the one guy that's worth watching on that team. Honorable mention goes to John Means, who showed him showed that he could pitch a little bit last year. Kind of came out of nowhere was a reliever, became a starter, did some good things for them. He, you know, this team's bad. They're bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought about Mancini for the same reasons you, you brought up. Like, kid had a, a good year last year, and he, you know, unfortunately had, had the, the cancer issue. And, and, you know, especially with right now with everything that's going on, his health is the most important thing. And if he can come through this all healthy, I think uh, he is the future of Baltimore as long as they want to keep him. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Now, I just need to say this right now. I am going to be as honest and as truthful as I can be with all of these projections tonight. So just stay with me. Over, under, on the O's, 21 and a half. This is probably the worst team in baseball. I'm going under, and I, I think they only win 12 games. <laughs> I'm going under. I don't know if it's that bad. Um, By the way, all you Baltimore people, you can at me all you want. I'm here for it. They're not going to win many games. I mean, I don't see them winning more than 15, but, like, yeah, I'm right there with you. All right, next up, I mean, pretty amazing baseball team, Boston Red Sox. Who you got? Okay. Chris Sale, gone. David Price, gone. Mookie Betts, gone. Pretty, it's pretty solid team still. Um. Offense is still there. My focus is going to be on pitching, I think, with that offense. You know, Nathan Evaldi is starting game one, but that's not the guy I'm looking at. Eduardo Rodriguez, he's on the IL right now for COVID. 
and you'll you'll probably catch a theme through some of this, um, through some of these uh, other players to watch. But I talked about it with Freddie Freeman. What's going to be the long-term effects? He's their best pitcher. He hasn't been part of any of the workouts for the team. And, you know, it, how quick is he going to be able to come back? Is he going to be able to get right on the mound and start pitching? Or is he going to have to take two weeks to get into pitching shape? So um, a lot of doubt he's the best pitcher, and he's going to be the pitcher that has to step up to uh, give the Sox a chance to make a run at this. Don't talk bad about my team, man. I'm just going to say that. Right I don't now. think I said anything bad. I think I said <laughs> that their pitching isn't great. It's not bad. It's just not great. I have uh, a note that says pitching is iffy. And iffy is, what? is, is iffy. 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 Okay. That's, that's I think worse than what I said. I know. I'm with you there. Okay. I'm going with Raphael Devers. All right. Because, I mean, Xander Bogart's probably their best overall player now. Um, but Devers kind of broke out last year. And if he keeps trending in the right direction, he's got the potential to be one of the top 10, 15 players in the game, in my opinion. Yep. You know, he's still super young. He can hit the ball all over the place, and he's starting to hit for average. This is a guy that, in a couple of years, if he com continues to progress, is an MVP candidate, in my opinion. Now, you're absolutely right. This offense is still very potent. And even though they lost one of the top players in baseball, they're still going hit to a, hit a lot of home runs. They're going to score a lot of runs. But if he continues to progress, he's going to make them even better. Because when you look at the fact that you can go, you know, two, three, four of, of – you know, Xander, Devers, JD, like those are three real hard outs right there. So, yeah. And the other two, I think are going to do it. He's the one, the one question mark in my opinion, just because he hasn't been as consistent as the other two. But I think if he puts it together, he's going to be scary good. No, I am not going to even fight you on that. All right. Over under 31 and a half. They're the Red Sox. They're not going to just barely get over 500. They're going to go over. Yeah, I'm over and they've also got 15 games against the O's and the, and the Marlins. The, yeah, the Marlins. And I guess you could say 25 against the O's, Marlins, and Toronto, which we'll get yeah. to in a minute. They're not very good. Yeah, I agree. All right. New York Yankees, who you got? By the way, 37 and a half, huh? Big number. Big. A really big number. You know, we talked about pitching with the Red Sox. Garrett Cole came over, signed a huge contract. After that, though, the pitching isn't fantastic. I mean, it's still – it's good, but not a question mark. To, uh, Tanaka got a line drive off the face, so we'll see what happens with him. Um, the offense is going to hit. Um, but I, I think Cole is the player to watch on this team. You know, he played his first two seasons with the Pirates and with the Houston. He made it to the World Series a couple times with Houston, and that's – you know, that's big time, but it's not the New York market. You know, Randy Johnson came over from Arizona to New York and was like, this is a whole new ball, ball game. Can he stand the spotlight of New York? I mean, can he be on that front page or the back page of, of, the, of, um, of the paper all the time? And it'll be interesting to see if he can do that. You know, yeah, great players have to produce in New York and Boston, but can he? That's yeah. what I'm looking at. And I went with Gary Cole, too. He signed a huge contract. He's the number one pitcher on that team. Though, I mean, I would say they've got a squad in terms of pitching. Um, and their offense is, is, is good, too. But he's the guy that, that is going to be leaned on to be that workhorse. He's going to be their number one. 
He's going to be the guy pitching in the playoffs that they're going to rely on. I, yeah, he's the guy. I mean, they've got a, a bunch of guys on offense that you could pick. I mean, you could easily pick Aaron Judge. You could e- easily pick some of these other guys. But at yep. the end of the day, um, if he if he does what he's getting paid to do, that 37-and-a-half number could come into play easy. Easy. Yeah. I'm with you on that. So over under D, what you got? You know, I, the last few years, the Yankees have gotten hurt really early in the season. And if that happens again, they're in trouble because they're, they're not going to have the whole season to come back. I'm going under. Not saying they're going way under, but I think they might go a game under. Maybe only get to like 36, 35, 36, something like that. I, I worry about their health. Um, Stanton's been hurt a lot recently. Judge, um, right? So, these other guys. I, I mean, Judge has been hurt. LaMatthew is on is – on, either day-to-day or on the IL right now. So Gary Sanchez you know, missed a bunch of time last year. Right. Exactly. So th- this is this is a team that's vulnerable to injuries. Yeah. So under- and, I'm, and I'm going under two. Uh, again, I, I think I put 36 is the number. I think they're still going to be really good. They're going to win a lot of games. Um, but, I, I mean, to go 38 and 22 feels, feels like a pretty incredible way to go considering the teams that they have to play. If this team was in – the AL Central, the AL West, I'd probably be giving them a nod of, of over of over that number, but right. in, in the AL East, it's just going to be a tougher ball game. Tampa Bay, also a big number. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, I, I was I was also surprised by that. You know, and, and so I'm, I'm going to let you go, but I'm going to preface this by a, 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 we've done this, you know, six times now, and there's been a bunch of times where we've come to a team and we've been like, who? And I know Tampa Bay's typically been that team, but like – their their team isn't full of players that that jump off the page, and they're expected to win thirty four games. So tell me who you got. I went back to the COVID thing. I went with Austin Meadows. He's currently on the IL for it. He had a big year, thirty three home runs last year. Um, you know, left fielder. He's a big bat. Can when he comes back, will they still be in it? Can he can he carry them? I actually struggled. I, I did my notes. And I and I, I I looked at the Rays and I went up and down that like who do I really want to look at and it, it came down to the COVID thing and and can he be healthy because this is probably if not the best one of the top two bats in the lineup mm-hmm. and I went with Blake Snell so obviously he's their young gun he's 27 just signed a long term deal last year Charlie Morton's their number one but he's older Tyler Glasgow is their you know number three but he's you know, not as proven as Snell. Snell's kind of their guy. He's been there since the jump. And, you know, there's a lot to be expected of. Yeah, so he um, – I was looking at Cy Young um, odds, and he was, like, surprisingly in the top six. He was over Morton. I really like Morton. I think Morton's a good pitcher. Um, but it looks like Snell has a, a good – Well, Snell's got the stuff to be, a, like, a, the, an ace, a horse. Like, he's the guy that can, you know – he can, he's going to be their, their number one starter if they get into the playoffs. Wink, wink, they're not. But, like, if they right, were to right. get into the playoffs, like, he'd be their guy. I just think that he's if, – if they're going to win, he has to be lights out because I think Morton isn't going to be as good as expected and Glasgow can be up and down at times. And, and they've got a bunch of guys doing other things. Plus, they're also this team that can sometimes do, like, the two-inning starter and stuff like that. But he's one of those guys that comes in and is a true starter. And, and if he throws the way he's capable of – you know, they've got a shot to win. Yeah. Over under 34, what you got? Under. I don't even have anything to say about it. Like, I just – I don't feel comfortable 
saying that they're going to win more than 34 games. Like we've talked about schedule so many times between the AL East and the NL East. It's just, it's a lot. Like I think you're going to see a lot of teams just hovering around that 33, 32 game wins. So. Yeah. I just, I don't, I, I don't even know if they're that good. I, I think that they're going to struggle. I don't know that they've got enough offense, especially if Meadows isn't a hundred percent to start the season, which obviously he's not going to be. That offense isn't as potent as it's maybe been in years past. And, and again, you know, I don't know how, how this two inning pitch starting pitching thing is going to work in this season, just because this season is going to be wacky. Right. Very wacky. Um, and so I, yeah, I'm, I'm under on it. I just don't think they're that good. We'll see what happens. Toronto, the Blue Jays. Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to call them Toronto. We're just going to call them the no-name Blue Jays. We don't know where they're going to play. They don't have a home. No home Blue Jays. Yeah, who you got? So I went between Vlad and Biggio just because I know their dads, right? Um, I mean, Vlad Jr. is fun to watch. His dad was fun to watch. So let's see if he can build on his rookie season. Mm -hmm. I mean, he only had 12 home runs, but, uh, you know, he, he could probably build on that. He's got the power. Um, first baseman, pretty important spot. One of the hot corners. So, Yeah, and I you forgot one, D. You got Vlad Jr., you got Biggio, and you forgot Bo Bichette. Bichette, you're right. Three kids. That, those are the ones to watch. It's incredible that you have three former Major League Baseball players' kids on the same team. And, and I think – Bichette had to have made at least one all-star. I know the, the Biggio and Vlad did, but I have to assume Bichette w yeah. went to at least one all-star game. So you, so you have three all-star kids on one team. Never mind, just three. That's a great start to the next franchise of, of the Blue Jays. I mean, those are three really good players. Vlad Jr. is the guy, though. I mean, he had 12 home runs last year, but he was injured. He, he, I think it was his wrist that he hurt last year. And, and that obviously has an, you know, impacts you in a number of ways. It saps your yep. power. You know, it takes a long time to heal. He was probably back before it was 100%. I, Vlad Jr. is the truth. I mean, and I, and I actually think that Bichette and Biggio are really good too. Um, but he's the guy. But I'm just I'm, – I'm excited to watch three former MLB players' kids play on the same team, play in the same infield, and it's just going to be awesome. Yeah, it should be fun. However, over under 28, what you got? Again, I didn't write anything, but, you know, I'll add – with no no idea where they're going to play for home games, I'm going under. I mean, I don't know how far under, but they're probably going under. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think they go too too far under that number, but it's definitely under. The pitching staff isn't that good. It just isn't. And, nope, right. and again, I, you got a relatively young team over there, especially on offense. You're asking a lot of guys to, to make up for what I think is going to be a pretty bum pitching staff. So I could just see them hitting pockets where they're not winning five or six games in a row. And you do that a couple of times in, in this shortened season. And yeah, I mean, I think probably somewhere about 20, 25 wins sounds about right for them. You know, they're, they'll be all right. They'll beat the, they'll beat the O's. They'll beat the Marlins. They'll win a game here and there against some other teams, but it's not going to be too much. For them. Yeah. I'm right. with you. I, it's, 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 it's crazy. So we've now finished this all and it's probably for nothing. Cause it's going to be some weird team that, no one expects because of the weird season it is that's going to make this run just someone's going to get hurt that shouldn't get hurt that's going to be a huge loss for a team or maybe they'll get covid and and anything could happen and it's it's going to be actually really fun to watch i mean 
it's, it's either that, either that, or there's going to be a bunch of teams that suck and they're just like, I'm out of it. And you're going to have a bunch of teams that win 45 games because half the teams in the league were basically like after 10 games, like get me out of here. I mean, 10 games, I, even if you're only 10 games back after 10 games, if you lose 10, if someone wins 10, I, I think that's too soon. I'm sorry. I think that's too soon. Um, It'll be interesting to see what the uh, what the trade deadline happen. What happens there? I mean, do people do teams trade off like superstars at this point with such a short season? It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really different, and I, I'm really looking forward to this. Absolutely. All right. Who's who's your MVP? Is it just me, or is this really wide open? Like to me, it seems really wide open. I could be wrong. I, I and I'm. I'm thinking about a lot of injuries and, you know, you talked about this player when you were talking about the Red Sox. I'm, I'm going to go with Raphael Devers. I think he is going to explode. He's going to carry this team. And um, there's no reason why he can't win the MVP. And like we said, it's a weird season. He's going to win it. Well, I'll say this. I don't know that it's wide open. I just think that almost all the good players are confined to two teams. Well, that's fair. You look at the Blue Jays, you look at the O's, you look at the Rays. There's, there's nobody on the, those teams that has the potential to be the MVP unless someone like Vlad Jr. goes absolutely bananas. I unless mean, somebody like Blake Snell is literally pitching out of his mind, which, you know, could be. But, like, none of these those, – those three teams don't have players that are going to be MVPs. But if you sit here and say Austin Meadows comes back and he hits 20 home runs and knocks in – 45. There's, it's not going to happen. He's not hitting. I understand. But what if, if he does that, he's going to win the MVP. I mean. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I I mean, sure. Yes. In that, in that magical world you just explained, yep. he can be the MVP. Yep. I'm actually going with a different red side. I'm going with Bogarts. Are you? Okay. I think, as I mentioned earlier, he's the guy now. He's their best player in, in terms, in my opinion, on that team. And I think Devers is going to continue to improve. I think he's the guy to watch on the Red Sox. But I think Xander's just going to go out, handle his business like he did last year. And, again, surrounded by Devers and, and J.D. And if, if he hits Ben Attendee, like, he's going to be able to drive and runs. He's, he, he's, he, he's shown he can hit for power. He can hit for average. He can play defense. I think he ends up being the, the best player in the division. And I never was going to pick a Yankee, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, who do you have to win the division? As much as I don't want to do this, I am picking the Yankees to win the division. By only a game, but I'm picking the Yankees. So am I. The Red Sox are going to make the wild card. You know, we'll talk about that in a few. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that in a minute. But I, I think the Yankees – I, th I think they're going to win it by a couple of games. I don't think it's, it's going to be a huge margin. But they got they got a little bit more talent at this point than than the rest of the division. All right, D. Six up, six down. Now we take it to the next level. Let me get your AL division winners and your wild card teams. All right, with the AL West, we talked about it. I already said it's going to be the Houston Astros. I think they're the best team in that division. AL Central, I have the Minnesota Twins. AL East, just picked it, the New York Yankees. With the wild card one, 
going to the uh, Boston Red Sox and Wild Card 2, which I said, and I am staying by it, in a surprise, the Texas Rangers with the Wild Card 2. did say that. That is right. I mean, it's batshit crazy, but you did say that. Here's where I'm going. You pretty much nailed all of my picks. I'm going AL East Yankees, AL Central Twins, AL West Houston, Red Sox Wild Card 1, Angels Wild Card 2. So basically, we, 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 we're on the same page, and we, we think the Wild Card 2 is coming out of the, out of the West. Yep. I yeah. like it. All right, let's switch it. Let's go NL. NL. So, uh, you know, we'll go East. I'm going, I picked the Braves. I got the Cubs in the Central, and we got the Dodgers in the West. Wild card one, I am going with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I was fighting between the Washington Nationals and the St. Louis Cardinals. And I remember saying on the last pod that no wild card is going to come out of the East. So that makes my decision the St. Louis Cardinals. All right. And I've got the Nats in the East, the Cardinals in the Central, the Dodgers in the West. Wild card one is the Cubs. I know I, I, know I said it on the pod that, that that is the division where, like, teams beat each other up and only one team comes out. But I think the Cardinals and Cubs are going to be at the top of that division. And then yep. I'm going to the Diamondbacks in that second spot. Now. Now. Who comes out of each league? Who's your AL champion and your NL champion? It's going to be a dogfight. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, New York's good. Boston, I mean, they're all really good teams. Um, I'm, I'm still going to go with Houston. I, I know I talked about how they're, they're going to go through a lot, but I think they're going to luck out with no fans and they're going to get back to the World Series. Mm -hmm. All right. Red Sox are coming out of the AL. I don't know what anybody's talking about. That's easy, that's easy money right there. Who you got in the NL? I got the Dodgers. I got the Nats. I think they're going to go back-to-back -back NL, NL champions. I, I, I just think they got that two-headed monster plus Patrick Corbin pitching and, and that offense, you know, while they lose Rendon, I, I, you know, maybe it's the, the, the ghost of Bryce Harper that you got me thinking about a couple of, a couple episodes ago. There you go. Um, but I think they're coming, they're coming out of the, the NL. Who's your, who's your World Series champion? So you got Dodgers, Astros. I think Dodgers are going to exact revenge on those Astros for all their cheating ways. And they're going to get their first World Series since 1988. With Mookie Betts. With Mookie Betts. God damn it. That hurts. That stings a little bit. I have the Red Sox winning the World Series because I don't ever trash my teams. That's just what I do. The Red Sox are going to win the World Series. That's it. Plain and simple. Easy money. You heard it here first. No one has to worry about a thing. They'll probably make some amazing move at the trade deadline, get a superstar, and just, and just stroll to the World Series. Who needs Chris Sale? Who needs Mookie Betts when you got a team like we have? There you go. All right. We're getting to the end now, but this is where the money is. Who is your MVP of the American League? The American League? I'm going to go with Old Reliable. He's going to stay healthy. Mike Trout. Yeah, so I have Trout. But the caveat is, if his wife has her baby and he leaves, he may not come back. Mm. Which could throw a wrench in my whole thing. 
But because I'm pot committed with the Angels, I'm going Mike Trout. He's the best player in baseball. Oh, I agree. And it's not even, you know, it's not even close in terms of the AL. I joked around on the piece of paper I wrote down Devers because I think, you know, I need to pick a Red Sox. But, like, the reality is Trout's the best player in the league. It's not even close. All right, how about on the NL? Yikes. I've been going back and forth all day, maybe all week, maybe since we've started go- doing this. I've been between three, but I think Yelich is probably going to win it. If he stays healthy, he's going to carry a pretty bad Brewers team to the cusp of the playoffs. I know neither of us picked the Brewers, but if he's healthy and he's raking, they have a good shot at making the playoffs. Yeah, so I mean, every, everything you said right there is true, and, and everything you said right there needs to happen for him to win the MVP. Like, because I don't, I don't know that they're going to be as good, right? Like, they're not going to – they might not be as good, and so he's going to need to carry them. And, and, and if he does, if he does what he did last year, he's the MVP of the league. Yeah, I mean, I, my other two were Mookie Betts and Ronald Acuna Jr. And, again, I think if Betts and Acuna go out, I think there's enough firepower on that team to keep them close. Not saying that they'd make the playoffs mm-hmm. with losing them, but I think there's enough firepower on the teams. So that's why Yelich is probably the most valuable player. Doesn't mean he's yeah. the best player, but he's the most valuable. Yeah, and I'm and I'm and I'm on on Team Yelich for about one more year because once Mookie Betts settles in in LA, he's just going to absolutely rake in that warm absolutely. weather, beautiful place. He's just going to crush. All right, final final. Who are who? Who are your Cy Youngs? Let's start in the AL. Who you got? Again, it's a it's this weird season, and while I think it's not going to be your your best bets winning it for some reason, I I feel like something weird's going to happen. I'm not going with anyone weird. I'm going with uh, in the NL. I'm going with Kershaw, and in the AL, I'm going with Verlander. Woo! In the AL, I'm going with Verlander too. Nice. Are you going with Degrom in the NL? No, I'm going with Strasburg. I, I think Strasburg. Well, you know, he he's the guy that won them the World Series. Yeah. You know, Scherzer is the guy that dominated throughout the year, but he, Strasburg was the guy that was unbelievable in the playoffs. He signs, you know, a ridiculous extension in the offseason. He's at the top of his game right now. I just think he's the guy that's going to be better than everybody else. And I mean, there's some really good pitchers. You mentioned Kershaw. You mentioned DeGrom. There's some really good guys that can chuck it in the NL, but I just think he's, you know, he's coming out. He's brimming with confidence. He just won a World Series. He just signed that new extension. And he, you know, because he was the number one pick years ago and he didn't, he didn't immediately be the best player in the world, I feel like he's always had a little bit of chip on his shoulder. And now that he's healthy, I think he's going to crush it. Love it. All right, folks. Well, there you have it. The season starts, well, by the time this comes out, today. Yep. Tonight, Thursday, get in front of the TV, watch some professional baseball that's not being played overseas. No fans, but you know what? Who cares? I'll be saying this a lot. Go Yankees. Go Red Sox. Go Blue Jays. Go Rays. Go Orioles. I don't even care. If you're playing any team that the Braves are up against, beat them. You want them to – oh, you want the Braves to beat them or them to beat the Braves? I want, I want all those – American League teams just sweep all the other teams in the NL East. Ah, so the, Braves, so the Braves just want to run away with the divisions. What you're talking yeah, about. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. I want that 48-win that, that season. season. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, would, that would be incredible. That would that be. Would be. All right, man, any final shots? 
listen, no one's still – you talked about it last week. Brianna Taylor, we're still the, – the, the talk has gone down. Start talking about it again. These cops need to be arrested. Silence is betrayal. If we're not talking about it, we're betraying people of color. We need to step up as white people and support our friends, our family. Couldn't say it better. Black Lives Matter, y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Peace.